whether it's, you know, like changing sides of the rubber or moving your arm in your batting stance, like changing the song could be something that completely shifts it. I mean, when you're stepping up to the plate and you hear your walk-up song, it puts you in a certain mentality. And whether that song didn't work and you switch it and it, the new song puts you in a completely different mentality that makes you more successful, um, that's something that has an impact, whether, you know, some people understand it or not. Do baseball walk-up songs matter? It's more than a decades-long question regarding America's pastime, and many have attempted to answer it. Players select a song that reflects their personality before they enter the batter's box or leave the bullpen. Closer Mariano Rivera was famous for entering the ninth inning to the tune of Enter Sandman by Metallica. Mike Trout walks up to Fat Joe's I'm All the Way Up. Aaron Judge chose Travis Scott's The Butterfly Effect. And Yoannis Cespedes used to walk up to none other than Circle of Life from The Lion King. Colleges are having fun with music too. A simple Google search will find you every player's walk-up song from Vanderbilt, Old Miss, and LSU. And while it may seem easy, there's a science to music choice, and it has become a professional career to play music at a professional sporting event. At an Arizona Diamondbacks game last season, I felt like I was at WWE's WrestleMania as Archie Bradley ran from the bullpen to take the mound. Fire surrounded Bradley's face up on the Jumbotron, and Bring in the Beard chants rang out as Jay-Z's public service announcement blasted on the speakers. So do walk-up songs really mean anything? On today's podcast, I'm going to attempt to answer that question. But first, we have to travel back in time. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Oh, buy me some peanuts and crackers, Jack. The origins of walk-up music are sort of cloudy, with many taking the claim to fame. According to the New York Times, Nancy Faust is thought to be the founder of baseball walk-up music, dating all the way back to 1970. She served as the Chicago White Sox organist for 40 years, until retiring in 2010. And in 1977, resurrected one of the most famous sports stadium taglines when a team loses, Na na, hey hey, kiss him goodbye. One famous anecdote involves Chip Bowers, who was hired as the president of business operations for the Miami Marlins in February 2018. Years earlier, Bowers worked for the San Diego Padres as a senior sales executive. When he one day overheard a conversation about promoting Trevor Hoffman to the closer role for the Padres, he is credited with picking Hoffman's famous entrance music, ACDC's Hell's Bells. The song became synonymous with Hoffman, just like Enter Sandman would become for New York Yankees star Mariano Rivera. Raleigh Hudson served as the replacement organist for the Chicago White Sox and the Chicago Cubs when the organists were unable to play for various reasons. Hudson chatted with me about Nancy Faust, and her impact on the game of baseball. You know, you know what? I would let her take credit for that. But we were, I think many organists were doing that, trying to get music that would match the particular player. Nancy has a gift of being a people pleaser. She's, she loves to have people around her. And when I played for the Cubs, my 
instrument was in the press box, which kind of neat because uh, I could rub shoulders with a lot of famous people. But uh, with Nancy, she liked it down with the people. I think it was between home and third, uh, and she had people around her almost all the time, and they loved her and she loved them. And Harry Carey, who was one of the famous announcers, who mm -hmm. uh, she, he was the one who really brought attention to Nancy in his uh, telecasts. And he'd say, hey, right, good, good, good choice, Nancy, or something like that, and uh, got people to know her name and know all about her. Hudson shared with me his fear of messing up during the national anthem and the impact music has had on his life. The only scary time for me was when the public address announcer said, ladies and gentlemen, the national anthem, or Raleigh Hudson and the national anthem or something, whatever he said, because I may as well put it in the Tribune if I made a mistake because it was so, it's so everyone is, is listening to you mm -hmm. without exception, you know. So it was great, uh, a bit of stress in that regard. Also, I had a radio beside me and I uh, used it to cue myself as far as the pitches were concerned. I was instructed uh, by people in the press box, don't play after the pitcher takes his position. So um, when he began his wind up for the pitch, uh, or even before when he got the sign, I would stop playing or whatever I was doing so that it would not uh, disturb or confuse him in any way. One of the most mind-blowing parts about that statement is that Raleigh Hudson is blind. Mr. Hudson has been blind his entire life and taught himself how to play the organ at a very early age. In fact, Nancy Faust chose Raleigh Hudson to be her replacement because he has a great ear and would not need to reference any sheet music. And I tried to do things that would... Um, match what was going on on the field. For example, um, oh, when we knocked out a pitcher and they had to make a change, sometime I'd play Hit the Road Jack or mm -hmm. something of that nature, you know. So long it's been, good to know you, or whatever. On the other hand, between innings or half innings, when the opposition was coming to bat, I would play something subdued. Um, and when we came to bat, I play something more up tempo, you know, and uh, it was uh, to get the crowd going in that regard, plus the little charge bits that we do and and uh, things that you hear constantly from organists around the country. As I continued to learn the history behind baseball walk-up music, I had to ask Mr. Hudson about the elephant in the room, how a blind man took on one of the most prestigious roles in Major League Baseball. You appreciate how much the sense of vision plays in our life. Uh, I read that 86% of the stimulus that enters your brain is visual. The other 14% is divided among all the other senses. If that's true, that's a tremendous amount of uh, sensory uh, information that enters the brain by sight. So we have to replace that somehow. First of all, uh, 
I think I've developed a pretty good memory in memorizing music because uh, so many people who do have the gift of sight can read it, therefore learn it much faster. That's one area where um, I have to work maybe a little bit harder. Uh, it's a little bit more of a challenge, but challenges are good. Another area though is to perceive where the various switches, we call them stops, are on the organ. And because sometimes you want to reach up and change it quickly. So uh, that requires practice uh, because I can't glance down and see where a particular button is. So I have to uh, do it by uh, memory. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that requires, um, I learn things in, um, in groups. Um, so I might find that the clarinet is the fourth um, stop from the left. So I would put number four there for that um, on a sheet of paper just to memorize it. Or um, if it's the fourth stop from the right end, I might put a minus four. And that's just my own little system. I'm sure other people might have either maybe better ones, but it works well for me. So um, those are the challenges we have. And when I used to do concerts um, for Yamaha around the country, I would uh, act as if I was peeking down at the pedals and um, tell people that I, you know, I do cheat, I do peek once in a while. And uh, they always liked that, they got a kick out of that. And I was able to meet a number of people nationally who were organists for various teams. Um, one was with the Yankees, one was with the Philadelphia Phillies, and of course Nancy and uh, my pupil John uh, in, at the uh, White Sox. I learned more about the history of music and baseball, but I knew that I needed to speak to a former player. Jordan Green was a pitcher for Loyola New Orleans and a music aficionado. Most recently, Jordan interned for Major League Baseball in New York City and opened up to me about his background as a player and how walk-up songs changed his game. My background as a player was the first like three years of my high school career, we weren't allowed to use walk-up songs and as well as my first like two years as a collegiate athlete. I mean, the vibe of the whole locker room and the team is like when you're growing up as a kid, you just live to be able to play and have that walk-up song that just solidifies you as a person and just kind of, you know, pumps you up before you either get on the mound or step up to the plate. And to be able to pick that song and hear that right before you're doing any of that, it's just so empowering. And I think, you know, it's something positive before you're barking on trying to strike a guy out and hit a home run that just kind of motivates you before that moment. And not being able to have that music in those situations just kind of bums you out. Before we were able to get walk music, you can just kind of tell the whole vibe of the team was just like, oh, man, like you see you go on road trips and every other team will have walk up songs and everybody will just be in the dugout talking about it, just kind of disappointed. And then you finally get it and then you just see the whole morale of the team shake up. I mean, there'll be times in game where you'll just have conversations on guys walk up songs, friendly jokes and stuff. And it's just a cool way to, you know, kind of gather everybody together. I mean. You'll have guys that have like the best walk-up song that will try to compete for it. And, you know, you'll have conversations on that. And then you'll joke on the teammate that has a really bad one. But, you know, it means something to him. So <laughs> you're not going to really say anything too bad. Uh, I mean, the fans can enjoy it as well. I mean, going to a baseball game, being able to hear a song played on the 
speakers is something that you know you can either find a new song that you didn't like or kind of learn about a player from just a walk-up song and one aspect that blew my mind is that a database from mlb walk-up music hardly exists and the ones that do aren't updated frequently enough with song choices changing every few weeks so i put my statistical skills to the test and collected every major league baseball player's hitting statistics for the 2017 season once i organized the data a few interesting pieces of information came to light. Hip-hop is the most popular genre of walk-up music at 38%, followed by Spanish and rock music. The most popular artists during the 2017 season were Drake and Kendrick Lamar. So I asked Jordan if that came as a surprise. Oh, not at all, to be honest. I mean, when you look at kind of culture now, that's kind of what it's become. I mean, when you have... Drake, who just hit the was the first artist to hit like a billion streams with his most recent album. I mean, hip hop is pop culture now, and whether it's any kind of player that you know you can assume that's kind of what anybody's listening to. And it's also a really you know stimulating genre of music to where you know everybody like you have a workout playlist and you're not going to listen to some soft jazz when you're working out. I mean, <laughs> let's just be honest. So you got to have something that's, you know, going to excite you, get the blood pumping and, you know, kind of hype you up for whatever you're about to do. And like I mentioned earlier, like you want to get something that gets you ready to, you know, hit that home run or strike that guy out. And hip hop is just such an upbeat genre of music that I think it's something that people can play to, you know, get them, you know, motivated. And also a lot of hip hop and rap in general uh, is kind of like anthem based to where, you know, there's those catchy sayings, those catchy lines that, you know, kind of resonate with people. And just a lot of songs that hit mainstream um, kind of are built beyond that, uh, I guess you can say, formula. And so those little quick one-liners that are so popular in rap and hip-hop, um, I think those are just so easy to make into a walk-up song that, you know, because walk-up songs are only 15 to 30 seconds. I mean, you can only pick like a certain part of the song to even play that's going to resonate or resonate with you or resonate with the fans. So. The fact that hip-hop and rap kind of uses those one-liners to kind of draw in the audience, those, it just makes it such a perfect genre to be able to play uh, for a walk-up song. I decided to test my hypothesis. Using data analytics in Excel, I ran statistical regression on if the genre of walk-up music can predict a player's batting average. I learned only about 3% of a player's variability in batting average is explained by his walk-up music. Yet there's no way that music doesn't impact the mental side of the game. I reached out to coach Rick Wolf, a sports psychologist. He shared with me that if a player hears a few songs of a feel-good song that means something to him, the player will instinctively associate the good vibes with positive feelings, which will help him clear his mind and elevate his focus. So I asked Jordan if he really believed that. Music is a vital sport to the game, and I think when it comes to slumps in general, um, I mean, like I mentioned, like there's so many different aspects of the game that guys try to tweak when it's a... Uh, you know, moving your arm up with your batting stance to, you know, standing on a different side of the rubber as a pitcher to some guys will, you know, change a walk-up song. And that's something that, you know, they could potentially think gets them out. And I think um, whether it's, you know, like changing sides of the rubber or moving your arm and your batting stance, like changing the song could be something that completely shifts it. I mean, when you're stepping up to the plate and you hear your walk-up song, it puts you in a certain mentality. And whether that song didn't work and you switch it and it, the new song puts you in a completely different mentality that makes you more successful. Um, that's something that has an impact, whether, you know, some people understand it or not. The mental part of baseball is such a huge aspect of it that any slight fix could completely change a batter or just a player in general. And 
the walk-up song is a part of that. And so I think that it 100% has a big impact in um, not only the emotions of the game to controlling the crowd and the players to, you know, helping them out with whatever issues they're going through in the game. Despite the evidence, I wasn't convinced that walk-up music made a difference. And then I thought of Arizona Diamondbacks reliever Archie Bradley. When he comes into the game, Chase Field almost turns into a WWE ring as public service announcement by Jay-Z blasts over the speakers. Fans dance in their seats and there's almost a momentum shift, all because of a song. For Jordan, the same can be said when he was on the mound. Bring him out by T.I. and it featured Jay-Z. And like that was, every time I stepped on the mound, I was just feeling it like 100%. It was awesome. You hear that music and you just know the game is over. Whether it's for our team or for the opposition, you just hear that song of that player that's about to come in and you just know like either he's going to hit home run or he's going to finish this inning or he's going to, you know, strike everybody out. And I mean, that's another thing with the whole walk up music thing is like, you'll be standing on the mound. There are times where I've been standing on the mound as a pitcher and I just knew from a walk up song who was coming out or who was coming up to the plate. And I knew that like my whole entire, you know, mentality needed to shift. Mm-hmm. And those are those kind of, cues that you have in a game that just you know kind of make you pay attention and make you more alert and so those are those like we'll be in the dugout and you'll have uh one of our best hitters come up to the plate and you'll just be having a conversation in the dugout but you'll hear a song go up and everybody stops talking because we know we need to watch him because we know there's something crazy that he could potentially do during this at bat i just think those are kind of the nuances of the whole walk-up music aspect of baseball that people don't really understand. I had learned more about the history and the player's perspective. I'd even spoken to a sports psychologist. The only thing left was to find a person engrossed in all things digital in Major League Baseball. Luckily, I had Arizona Diamondbacks employee Cody Acevedo to turn to. So I'm a part of the Diamondbacks uh, DBTV crew. That, that's the crew that manages the in-stadium video board and all of the LED displays you see around the inside of the ballpark. Basically, we manage all the video content you see in the game, whether you're looking at any stats or graphics on the video board or videos from the video board or live content. We are the crew that produces video and the sound that you see when you go see a baseball game at Chase Field. Without a doubt, the fan experience at a sporting event is imperative. So I asked Cody to describe what happens on a daily basis behind the scenes. So the Diamondbacks uh, have a philosophy that a lot of teams, in not just in baseball, but in professional sports use, and that is they want to put on a show. A lot of fans are there simply to watch a baseball game. A lot of fans are there to socialize. A lot of fans are there just to be entertained for a few hours. Um, so the Diamondbacks kind of try to hit on all points. Yes, there's a baseball game, and yes, that is the most important part of the show. But they use the video boards to kind of give the fan experience a little bit more, give it something extra than what you would get at a typical baseball game. We try to use uh, modern music. Uh, some throwback music, some music that will hit all generations that everybody knows and loves and can sing along to. And just to kind of get fans pumped up and to help cheer on the team, you know, these players really feed off of 
the fans in the stands, whether it is uh, negative or positive. We hope mostly positive, but the, the players really feed off of that. So we're doing our part to help the players out. And our part is to get the fans pumped up, get them engaged. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, our job is to entertain the fans, put on a show, and uh, hopefully help the team win in any way we can. So I decided to throw the debate on Cody. Does baseball walk-up music matter? Yeah, I think walk-up music uh, is a huge part of the game day experience, not just for fans. I think it's, to be perfectly honest, more so for um, the player, but also for the fans because it kind of lets the player show off their personality a little bit. I mean, you have guys like Paul Goldschmidt and Zach Granke who like country music. Andrew Chapin is another guy. Um, And then you have other guys like John Ryan Murphy and David Peralta who are more pop and, you know, pump up music. So it really just kind of depends on the player and their personality. But uh, yeah, I think it kind of uh, keeps fans into the game because if they're not really paying attention or maybe they're talking and you know, a batter strikes out, all of a sudden they hear Goldie's music and they know, okay, this is Paul Goldschmidt because this is the same song he's had for, you know, how many years he's been using the same song. It's been a while. So uh, it matters, but it, in my opinion, it matters to a certain degree and you kind of have to judge it based on the atmosphere of the stadium at that moment. I returned back to my original question. Does baseball walk-up music matter? Yes and no would be the answer. It's very difficult to measure emotions and stress level, and it's very possible that the walk-up song helps with that. At the same time, there are so many factors and extenuating circumstances that can impact a player while he is at bat. I would say baseball walk-up music certainly matters to a degree. Maybe one day we'll be able to definitively answer that question. Until then, we can only draw on the opinions and players who know the game best. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Off the Mat Wall podcast. Major props to Jordan Green, Raleigh Hudson, Jacob Spike Kraus, Bruce Wall, Coach Rick Wolf, and Cody Acevedo. Until next time, I'm Matt Wall. La, 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 la.